Welcome to Spread the Word Now. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. The Lord Jesus declares, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. It is my earnest prayer that as you receive the ever-living word, the brokenhearted will be healed, there'll be liberty to the oppressed, recovery of sight to the spiritually blind, in the name of the Lord Jesus. I pray that the words you hear will not be persuasive words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith will not be in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. Please welcome Broad Judge. Hi, folks. My name is George, and for the next few minutes, we're going to be talking about the phrase, Greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. First of all, get a piece of paper and a pen to record the scriptures that will come. Remember, you are instructed to test the information you hear to see if it aligns with the Word of God. This is how you become strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. It is especially important to remember that you have a secure standing in your position before the throne. Knowing your righteous standing gives you boldness and confidence to totally expect God to watch over his word to confirm it when you speak it. You are called to confront the enemy on behalf of the sick, the lame, the crippled, the blind, the oppressed, the lost, the abused, and it goes on. Now, you're not alone. You are a valuable warrior in God's vast army, anointed to release the captives. What do you look like? Do you look saved, beautifully clean on the inside? Yes, you do. Are you baptized in water, beautifully washed for the world to see? Yes, you are. Are you baptized in the Holy Spirit, the breath of God inside you? Yes, you have him. And how are you dressed? You're covered in the blood of Jesus. You're wearing the robe of righteousness that Jesus gave you. You are covered in the gift of an abundance of grace. Now let's look into 1 John chapter 3. At the end of chapter 3, it says, And by this we know that he abides in us. That means that the Father abides in us by the Spirit whom he has given us. Now, John chapter 4, 1 John chapter 4 starts, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh, is not of God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. Now here's verse 4. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. The question to be asked, are you certain you know who is in you? 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 16 says, And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God, and God has said, I will dwell in them, 
and walk among them. I will be their God, and they shall be my people. He's talking about you. You, as a child of God, are more beautiful to our Father than the temple that Solomon built. You are more beautiful than the tabernacle in the wilderness that Moses built. And Moses followed God's instructions perfectly. God lives in you as God the Holy Spirit. What do you know about the Holy Spirit? He was at the beginning in the Bible. Genesis chapter 1 verse 2 says, The earth was without form and void, and darkness was in the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. The Holy Spirit was right at the beginning. He's at the end of the Bible. Revelation 22, verse 17 says, And the Spirit and the bride say, Come. Now that's the Holy Spirit and the church say, Come. And let him who hears say, Come. And let him who thirsts come. Whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. The Holy Spirit is found throughout the whole Bible. One of his roles is to teach us about Jesus. He will help us to draw close to Jesus, so close that we see the burden Jesus has for his church. We live that burden Jesus has for his church and for his world. Your homework assignment is to read John, the book of John, chapters 14, 15, 16, and 17. That's beautiful reading in those chapters. If you have any doubts about the ability of the Trinity who resides in you, if you are unsure of their ability to support you or stand with you, let's look at a few of the places in Scripture that act as an open window into the workings of heaven. Let's go to Ezekiel 37. It's about the valley of dry bones. Now Ezekiel is saying, The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the Spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley, and it was full of bones. And verse 4, he says, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, O bones, hear the word of the Lord. We're going to go to verse 9. And in between these bones get sinew, they get flesh, they get skin, but there's no breath in them. Verse 9, And he said to me, Prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, say to the breath. Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath came into them, and they lived, and stood upon their feet an exceedingly great army. That breath is the Holy Spirit, the same person who is the greater one in you. Let's go to Second Kings. Remember, we're looking into the window of heaven. Now, in Second Kings, it starts out, Therefore, he sent horses and chariots and a great army. This is the king of Syria. And they came by night and surrounded the city. And when the servant of the man of God rose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And the servant said to him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? So this is Elisha. So he answered and said, Do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, 
I pray that you open the eyes of my servant that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. That was an open window that we can see into how heaven operates. And the third, don't discount what one angel can do. Second Kings, this is now the Lord talking, thus saith the Lord concerning the king of Assyria. Second Kings chapter 19. He shall not come into this city, for I will defend this city to save it for my own sake and for my servant David's sake. And it came to pass on a certain night that the angel of the Lord went out and killed in the camp of the Assyrians 185,000. And when the people arose early in the morning, there were the corpse, all dead. One angel did that. When you confront Satan, he sees who is standing with you in the spiritual realm the one who is surety for the new covenant, the one we celebrate when we take part in communion, and that's Jesus. How would you describe what Satan sees? Satan sees a glorious man just like Daniel saw in Daniel chapter 10. So glorious, hard to describe in our written words. Daniel says, I lifted up my eyes and looked, and behold, a certain man clothed in linen, whose waist was girded with gold of euphaz. His body was like beryl, his face like the appearance of lightning, his eyes like torches of fire, his arms and feet like burnished bronze in color, and the sounds of his words like the voice of a multitude. Let's go to Isaiah, Isaiah 6. Isaiah says, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above it stood seraphim. Each one had six wings. With two he covered his feet, with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one cried to the other and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. This is what Satan sees when he sees a Christian with the Holy Spirit in him. Now, we can go to Psalm 66. Say to God, it says, how awesome are your works. Through the greatness of your power, your enemies shall submit themselves to you. When the word of God says, greater is he who's in you, it really means it. The greatest power, the greatest glory, the greatest majesty, the greatest love, The greatest mercy, the greatest giver, dwells in you. You are totally, beautifully victorious always. Your enemies shall submit themselves to your God who lives in you. With this understanding solidly cemented within you, it's easy to understand why the Apostle Paul said in Ephesians, this is 4 verse 27, And don't give the devil an opportunity. And James says in chapter 4, verse 7, Therefore submit to God, but resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Peter says in 1 Peter 5, 8, Be serious, be alert. 
your adversary the devil is prowling around like a roaring lion, looking for anyone he can devour. The devil cannot destroy you because greater is he that is in you. Now, I'd like to encourage you that when you've been given the Holy Spirit to understand that God has a calling, he has a purpose for you, and now he's equipped you with the Holy Spirit. You are encouraged to reach out and do what he's asking you to do. Don't worry if it gets messy. He can handle it. God can handle it. The important point is to be obedient when the Holy Spirit asks you to do something. Now, Pastor Joe's coming in a few moments to talk to you about how to become part of a family of God. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus. Friend, are you aware of who is in you? For he said, I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. The only way God can be in you is when you give your life to his son. When you accept the sacrifice, perform that Calvary. That's the only way. And I want to lead you in prayer. If you say this prayer with all your heart, God will automatically answer you today. Dear Lord Jesus, I come before you now. I repent of my sins. I confess that you paid the ultimate price for them. I declare that this day that I am your son, I am your daughter, come into my heart, be my Lord and Savior, and I thank you for it in Jesus' mighty name. And so, friend, if you said this prayer, God heard you. Your name has been written in his book of life. And from this day, the Holy Spirit can live inside of you. A greater one will live inside of you. Hallelujah. I also want to use this opportunity to give a clarion call to men and women in this nation, Canada, who are listening to this message. The Spirit of God inspired me to ask for a praying army of 2,000 from coast to coast who will join this work and join me in prayer for this nation, Canada for Christ. Canada must be saved. And so it's really simple. Every information will be confidential. You can send your email address, uh, your city and your province. If you haven't got an email address, you can send us a test uh, telephone number, your city and province. And as the Spirit of God speak to you, hack into his voice and it will be well with you. Until next time, this is Pastor Joe. God bless and bye for now. Amen. You've been listening to a message from Spread the Word Global Ministries Red Deer. If you'd like more information, you can contact us at info at spreadthewordglobalministries.org or info at spreadthewordnow.org or through our website at www.spreadthewordglobalministries.org. Our phone number is 587-377-7745. Thank you. Bye for now.